Years ago, I lived in Frederick, Maryland in an apartment with two good friends. We were all college students who lived the party life. I don't really feel comfortable using their real names in this story, so I'll just call them Jason and Frank. I will also refer to myself as John for the same reason. I work at a local restaurant, and I was returning one night from a long shift. Jason and Frank were on the couch having a few beers and just shooting the breeze. This is the usual sight when I come home from work. I grabbed a brew and sat down to chat with my friends when they told me about the wild event that had just happened a few hours earlier. Man, we saw the craziest shit while you were at work, Jason said. Yeah, there was this weird ass dude just dancing around in our backyard with a white long sleeve button down and black slacks. Um, dancing? I asked. Yeah, man, he was like doing the Michael Jackson dance moves and making weird noises. Frank responded. They told me they told him to leave, and he ran out of the yard in a panic. We figured it was probably just some strange weirdo, since the small city is sort of filled with those types of folks. Besides, it sounds like he didn't cause any harm other than trespassing in our backyard. A week passed, and it was a nice Friday night. Me and the boys were playing Magic the Gathering at our dinner table and just hanging out. We were in a very heated match until we heard the famous hee-hee sound. What the fuck was that? Frank asked. The three of us ran to the back window to take a look, and there he was, dancing and moonwalking. Now, it was a midnight on a Friday. Does he not have anything better to do? I then stepped out and said, Hey man, what's going on? He responded with just singing Michael Jackson phrases over and over again. It was a bit odd and honestly frightening, since we had no clue if this guy was dangerous or not. The strangest part that he even resembled Michael Jackson a bit. He had the long black hair, pale skin, and a lengthy frame. Dude, you have 10 seconds to get the fuck out of the yard or I'm gonna beat the living fuck out of you, Frank said. The man ran out of our yard and then escaped through the side gate. We watched him run down the street and then make a right near the main road that runs through Frederick. The three of us just laughed it off and thought that he was an unstable stranger messing with us. The next morning, I had stepped out to have a cigarette. I was alone in the house since Frank had already left for work and Jason had spent the night at his girlfriend's house. As I was staring off having my morning coffee and smoke, I noticed something laying in the yard. I went up to it, and it scared the shit out of me. It was a life-size dummy of a boy. I had a sigh of relief since I thought for a moment that it might have been an actual human body. I just picked it up and laughed. This must have been from that weirdo from last night, I said to myself. I just laughed and brought it inside. Frank and Jason are going to get a kick out of this, I thought. When the guys got home, I had already put the dummy in the bathroom standing in the shower so that whoever would be in there would get a jump scare when using the restroom. As expected, the guys and I had a fun time pranking each other with the dummy until we used it as a home decoration. About two days had passed since I had found the dummy, and it seemed that Frank's threat had scared the freak off. Frank and I were home watching a movie until we heard a loud bang at the front door. Hey, where's my little boy? Someone had yelled in a scary voice. 
I need my little boy. Again with the hee-hees. Frank stood up and peeked through the blind out of the front door window. The man was back, and he seemed pissed that we had taken his doll. Once again, he screamed out a hee-hee as he hit the door again. Dude, you better stop banging on our door or I'm gonna fuck you up! Frank yelled at the door. The man started stomping and then started yelling even louder. I want my little boy! Give him back! Frank and I stepped outside to confront the man. Hey, are you fucking drunk? Frank asked. The man ran off into the street. I remember him stopping to do some weird dance move and running off. This next part of the story still haunts me every time I think about it. I was at work a few days later. The restaurant was empty and slow. It usually was during weekdays. Our hostess came up to me and told me that someone had sat down and actually requested me by my name. I had gotten excited because I thought it would be this girl that I was talking to at the time. I headed to the front of the house, excited to see who might have wanted to see me. And to my surprise, it was him. The man from the last few nights. He was just sitting there at a table in his usual Michael Jackson-styled attire, smiling and waving at me. I went back into the kitchen, and I just froze in fear. How does he know where I work? I thought to myself. I peeked back out, and for the first time I could get a good look at his face. He wasn't anyone I recognized at all. I heard him yell from across the restaurant, another hee-hee, then saying, Oh John, I'd like to place an order. I'd like to have my little boy back. I gotta say, this was the most embarrassing and scary thing that had probably ever happened to me. All of my coworkers were just giggling and laughing at me. One coworker asked who the person was, and I told them that he was a weird stalker who's harassing me. She asked him to leave, and he stood up and caused a complete scene. You're ignorant. I want my little boy, and John has my little boy. He then started moonwalking and left the restaurant. I remember thinking this was the last straw, and it was time to get this guy to fuck off for good. I remember thinking that it was so odd that a grown man who must have been in his 30s has all the time to be out all hours of the night acting this way, as well as running around with a life-size child doll. Frederick has some strange folks, but this definitely takes the cake. This wasn't some cute little joke. It was really weird and beginning to become harassment. I texted the guys and I'd let them know what happened, and we all agreed to return his doll to him and if he continued to come around, we'll get the police involved. When I got home that day, the first thing I did was put the dummy on the porch, and I left a note. The note read something like, Hey, please take your friend and leave us alone. If you ever come back around, you'll seriously regret it. About an hour after leaving the dummy on the porch, I had stepped out to smoke a cigarette when I noticed it was gone. It had only been an hour, and this man must have already grabbed the dummy. My note that I had left him was still laying there on the porch. I always get an eerie feeling when I think he's probably out in our neighborhood watching us and keeping an eye out for his possession. Years have passed, and I haven't been in that apartment for a very long time, but I always wonder what went on with that unstable man and why we were the target. I was around 9 or 10 
and my family moved to a new town. My mother and stepfather, unfortunately at the time, were drug addicts. We always had people coming and going from our home, all-night parties, etc. You wouldn't know they did drugs, though. They did a decent job hiding it from everyone and keeping a clean home. Anyway, we lived in a brand new double-wide with a semi-finished basement. At the time, my bedroom was upstairs, not in the basement. You could easily climb in and out of my window, though I never did, but it was possible. There were many times late at night that I would feel a presence of someone outside the window. We had two neighbors within a five-mile radius, and we were close with them, so I never thought it would be any of them watching me. Feeling like I had someone so close to me at night was just disgusting. If you've ever had that feeling, you know what I'm talking about. The feeling of being watched, someone near you. It's just an icky feeling. I felt this way for months. It wouldn't be every night, but often enough that I'd still remember it. Enough backstory. Let's get into the story. It was a cold winter night. I don't know the time, and my dog was whining to go out. Double wides have two doors, so I let her out the front door. Since it was cold, I didn't keep the door open or go out with her, but I also didn't need to because she didn't run away. I waited around in the living room until I heard her call at the door to let me know she was ready to come inside. Once I heard it, I began walking to the door, and I then heard footsteps. I froze right there at the door. I didn't look outside, but I just knew someone was out there with her. The light was on, but I just couldn't bring myself to look. All I thought was that it was freezing out there, and I'm an animal lover, so I just wanted her back inside safe with me. I locked the door, and then ran to the side door and yelled her name. I closed the door and waited for her to come around. I waited a few seconds and heard the same footsteps yet again. I didn't want to wake up my parents for some reason. I don't even know what I was thinking. I ran back to the front door and pounded on it. I again waited for my dog while I went inside and then heard the steps again. I could hear them slowly but heavily walk up the stairs and on the deck. I ran to the side door one last time, opened the door, and then screamed, Kita, get in here! I screamed as loudly as my little girl voice would allow. She came barreling up the stairs, then sliding through the slight crack in the door I had open. I slammed and locked the door within a second, and I didn't hear the footsteps anymore. I turned both outside lights off, and I brought Kita into my room with me and locked the door. It was a terrifying experience. For context, I'm a 16-year-old female in a somewhat large city. It all began innocently enough. A stranger's gaze lingering a bit too long on the subway. A face in the crowd that seemed to surface repeatedly, and the unsettling feeling of eyes on me when there was no one around. I brushed it off initially, attributing it to my overactive imagination. But as the days passed, the uneasiness evolved into a chilling certainty. I had a stalker. The first sign was a series of anonymous messages sent to my social media accounts. 
cryptic words that hinted at intimate knowledge of my daily routine, my likes and dislikes. I tried to dismiss them as pranks, but the messages grew increasingly personal, veering into the realm of the unnerving. One evening, as I had locked my door and ventured into the dimly lit hallway of my apartment building, a shadowy figure slipped into the view at the end of the corridor. Panic tightened its grip on my chest as I quickened my pace, the rhythmic echo of footsteps following in ominous synchrony with mine. Then the phone call started next, a raspy voice whispering my name in the dead of night, recounting details of my day that no stranger should know. Sleep became elusive, my thoughts haunted by the unseen observer who had been invading the privacy of my life. I took precautions, changed my routines, and sought solace in crowded places, but the stalker was relentless. The boundaries between day and night blurred as paranoia consumed me. Every face in the crowd became a potential threat, every unfamiliar number on my phone a source of dread. One day, I had received a package at my doorstep. Inside, there was a chilling collection of photographs that captured moments of my life. Private, mundane, and intimate. The realization that someone had invaded the sanctity of my home, my personal space, sent shivers down my spine. Fear became my constant companion, overshadowing even the simplest pleasures. Now, I did report the incidents to the authorities but the stalker remained elusive, leaving behind only the lingering sense of being pursued by an unseen malevolence. As the days turned into weeks, I couldn't escape the chilling truth that my stalker was always one step ahead. The unnerving certainty that they were watching, waiting, became a haunting presence in my every waking moment. In the end, I was left with a profound sense of vulnerability, forever changed by the shadowy specter that had invaded my life. This is still ongoing, and I would really appreciate some advice in the comments. I'm working a job as well as attending high school, and this is the last thing I need. Please stay safe, y'all. I was an 18-year-old female at the time when this happened. A bit of a disclaimer, I was a heavy drug addict at the time. I moved to a town with my older sister that I had never lived in before, looking for a fresh start after breaking up with my high school boyfriend. I was depressed and I just wanted to get my life together as best as I could, but that unfortunately wasn't the case. Being a stupid 18-year-old kid, I fell in with a bad crowd and had started using drugs to try and numb my depression. At this point in time, I had reconnected with an old friend from high school that I used to have a crush on. We'll call him Jake for this story. Jake and I started rekindling our friendship again very quickly and became even closer friends than we were in high school. One night, my sister, brother, Jake, and I decided to drink, and after everyone went to bed, Jake and I decided to have some fun together. The day afterward, everything seemed normal. Our friendship continued, and nothing seemed out of the ordinary, until I started seeing a guy who I'll call Cade. I started developing some strong feelings for Cade, but I wasn't looking for a relationship, as I wanted to give my heart a chance to heal first, but I'd spent a lot of time with him. Jake found out about this and became very obsessive, to which I told him very firmly I didn't want a relationship with him 
and he needed to back off because we weren't dating. He laughed it off. He would find out somehow whenever I'd sneak out with my friends to use again and would become a rate, kind of understandably. So I'll give him that. I was walking home from the hotel after hanging out with those particular group of friends and he had raced up in his car to the sidewalk and then demanded I get into the car. I did and despite his anger, I safely made it home. A little time had passed and I decided to hang out with Jake. We went to his house and all seemed good for a while. That is, until he decided he wanted to have some fun again. I was still single and I figured one last time would be okay. I was coming down and my mind wasn't in a good place at the time. He started to become very aggressive and was hurting me and I told him to wait over and over again and I tried pushing him off me and nothing worked. He finally stopped after his brother came home and he was angry with Jake because he could hear me screaming. I don't know if Jake has done this before and maybe that's why his brother was so upset. In my mind, I convinced myself that it was an assault and I shrugged it off as this wasn't the first time this has happened to me so I spiraled into my addiction more to try to forget it. I wanted to distance myself from Jake, so I tried finding a safe space in Cade and started hanging out with him almost every day. Unfortunately, Jake was also friends with my older sister, and I hadn't told her nor anybody else about what had happened. Jake showed up at my house one particular day after I'd gotten all dressed up to go hang out with Cade and asked where I was going. I told him I was going to hang out with Cade, and he seemed to be a little unsettled by this. He handed me a pill and he told me to take it, as he knew I had horrible anxiety and he told me it would help. He watched as I grabbed a glass of water and then took the entire thing. He then informed me that I wasn't supposed to take the whole thing and I ended up falling asleep a few minutes later. I don't know what happened to me while I was unconscious, but I know for sure that he didn't want me seeing Cade and therefore physically stopped me from doing so. But thankfully I woke up the next day and he was gone. Jake's obsession with me slowly grew worse and worse, to the point that he stole Kate's number from my phone and texted him while I was with him, telling me he was making a huge mistake hanging out with me. He would show up at my work and express how angry he was with me for hanging out with Cade. So fast forward to a few months, and my sister and I decide that it's best that I move back to my hometown, as I wasn't doing well in the current place with the current people I was with. I finally get clean, met a new guy, and we started dating. I wasn't doing the best mentally, but I was sure on the right track. I had been sober for three months at this point. My current boyfriend wasn't very kind, unfortunately, so it was still a struggle, but I was trying my hardest to get my life together. But one day in particular, I get a knock on my door and Jake's at my doorstep. My sister and I decided to hang out and come to find out Jake had moved back to my hometown as well shortly after I did. Jake was trying to insinuate the entire time that he was still interested in me and I eagerly dismissed his behavior and ignored his attempts. My boyfriend at the time decided to stop by while Jake was at my house to pick me up. He gave me a kiss when he showed up, and I swear Jake's eyes went black. I've never seen such a scary look on anyone's face before. After I left, I had hung out with my boyfriend a bit, and then I went to work. When I had showed up back home that night, 
I soon came to realize that my house had been broken into because the money I was saving for rent had been stolen. I'm really thankful that's all that happened. I don't know what would have transpired if Jake had broken in while I was there, as I'm pretty sure it was him who did it. Thankfully though, I never did see him again after that. My sister ran into him a few times some years later, and he actually still asked about me even after all the time that's passed. I'm doing a lot better now. I'm married to a good guy, and I have a beautiful child, and my life is much better. I've now been clean for seven years. Jake is thankfully history, and he hasn't bothered me since. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always... Stay.